Red Sox podcast. I'm Elisa. I am determined to get my podcast schedule back on track. So I'm recording today. Don't know when it'll get edited and up, but the kids are up and around and I'm not sure how much of that noise will come into my recording. But that's just, you know, keeping it real, isn't it? So since I last recorded, I have actually finished my mystery knit-along shawl. It was the Joji shawl and I believe it's got a name now. I'll link to the pattern in my Facebook page, which is kind of where I'm storing all my pictures and updates and stuff at the moment. So you can find me as Champagne and Socks on Facebook. I totally hated knitting that shawl. I liked that I was knitting it at the same time as my friend Deb. And I liked the idea of not knowing what it was going to look like because I knitted it in real time for the mystery knit along. But I re-knit that so many times. I'm pretty sure I ended up knitting two versions of the shawl all the way through to get one completed piece and I definitely ran out of yarns of the different colors so I made do to finish it and I have to say now that it's finished I freaking love this shawl it is really long it's not something that I would have thought that I would like it's like over a meter long and it's not hugely wide for that length so it's a very long thin strip totally not something I would have picked myself and I love it I've made it from lightweight sock yarn from Blue Moon. Fibre Arts is the main yarn that I've used. And it just drapes so beautifully. Like it's heavy enough that it just sits on my shoulders really gorgeously. And I can wander around with a shawl on. This is how shawls are supposed to be. I never knew. I was definitely pushed beyond my... OCD matchy matchy preferences for this shawl to finish it because I didn't have enough of the yarn as I said and then I sort of subbed in some very similar colors where I could but I only used mini skeins so they didn't have enough to do it on both sides to match and since I've been doing so much accent nails stuff and also doing right hand and left hand not the same manicure which is like way out there for me but I'm kind of digging it I was actually fine to just go asymmetric with this shawl and the colors all match you would only notice that it's not the repeated mirror image of itself if you sat and looked at it but who really sits and looks at your knitted work other knitters do and then you'd have the conversation about yeah I ran out of yarn and they'd be like I've been there sister so done finished now I have a baby crying I have to stop Let's take this brief pause to thank my Patreons over at patreon.com slash champagne and socks. Your support has enabled me to get almost halfway towards my first goal of bringing this podcast to a weekly schedule. Baby, sort it. Oh, the reason that I haven't put a picture up yet of the finished product is because I haven't sewed in the ends, because that's just what I do. I might see if I can very strategically pose this and take a picture, because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to sew the ends in until I actually want to wear this outside my house. (laughs) But it's finished. Finished object. I finished that a little while ago, and... What I'm thinking is that I really want to do another shawl now. I told you I hated knitting this whole thing, but I liked the finished product and I don't know what, I I can't say I enjoyed it, but I want to do another shawl. And I'm thinking I might do the Find Your Fade shawl because I quite like using single skeins that I've bought into a finished product. So because I really need to 
uh, overcome my stash issues. I need to stash bust. I also need to justify all of the stash purchasing that I've done before now. And I'm pretty much just buy one skein of a gorgeous yarn because buying five of them seems totally indulgent, especially if you don't have a project for them and then you can't like knit jumpers with one skein of gorgeous yarn. But you can make shawls with five random gorgeous skeins of yarn. So I'm kind of into that. So I'm thinking I might do Find Your Fade. And I'm thinking that it might be the first knit-along that I try as part of uh, this podcast and as part of the Patreon. If you'd be interested in joining along with that, we could form a little group somewhere or just get in contact with each other as we do it. And then maybe set like a start date and go from there. So I guess leave a message for me on Patreon or Facebook or on Twitter and we'll see what we can do. Probably not going to start at ASAP, but I would like to probably be thinking about doing it by August, I think. In the meantime, I just realized that with the toddler jumper that I was knitting, it was going to sit there while I decided what I was going to do with it for longer than it would take me to unpick it and re-knit it. So that's what I did. I decided that I just could not figure out a way to make stripes work the way it was knit. And I unpicked the whole thing and started over. I don't know yet if I love the product, but I am almost back to where I was when I ran out of yarn, sort of. So that kind of justifies my call to just unpick it and start re-knitting. I've decided to make the bands of the jumper front and back and the neck in a different colour to save some yarn. And then I've added in some stripes and I tried to be a bit funky with the stripes and I'm not sure if it works yet. So I picked two pinks to go with the greens of this yarn from Space Cadet Creations, which is called Department of Rocket Science. So I pulled in some of her mini skeins in like a deeper dusty pink and then a lighter hot pinkish but not neon hot pink. And then I've got a much more corally pink, lighter pink that pops for the band and the neck. So I'm trying to be a bit funky with the stripes and doing two darker pink stripes down the bottom and then a couple of lighter pink on the... And I've, I've knit the back and I've knit... I've put in the neck. I'm working on one sleeve at the moment. I'm not sure how I feel about it and I'm going to have to see how much yarn this has left me over and then it's like it's a jumper for a toddler she's going to wear it if she ruins it she ruins it she's going to grow out of it it's not like an heirloom piece that I'm knitting and I might just move on like it'll keep her warm and hooray that's the entire point of jumpers so that's where I'm at although I am amused that it has taken me less time to just unpick it and re-knit it than I would have had it sitting there being procrastinated on that says so much and that's kind of really all I've been doing. It's, I've, it's not been that long since I last recorded, so I guess that's sort of justifiable. I have picked up a bit more of my 365 quilt because I really do want to try and get this done in a year. I'm really wanting to rein in my letting projects take five to ten years because, you know, like at some point that is really quite ridiculous. I think you can do that on a few things, but you can't do it on everything. So I decided that the reason that I wasn't getting this done was because of picking colours. I sort of have an idea of what this quilt will look like 
because there's so many pieces and I haven't pieced any of them into finished segments of this court yet, I think I'm really uncertain about the balance between the lights and the darks of the greens that I've done so far. So I'm really reluctant to keep going. But then I've just again stalled on the whole thing. So I pulled out all of the darks mediums and a couple of lights that I needed for the section that I'm just finishing which the January to March part of the quilt was sort of an inner border they're all going to be bordered in about the same tones so I just pulled out all the colors that I've been using for that and just more strategically cut a whole heap of blocks using different variations of those fabrics. So at least it would be evenly chosen between all of those for the number of blocks that I was doing. And that really helped because then I had a whole heap of blocks. I think I did like nine maybe, cutting them all out and then pinning them. And I've just been sewing a few of those. I've only finished one, but that's one more than I had from before. And I've got a few more in progress. So that seems to help me a bit with this quilt because... I'm really not sure how I am going to be integrating the pink and the green. The quilt works because you're using different volumes for your color so that you've got darks, mediums, lights, and then you've got dark, darks, dark, mediums, light, lights, and so on, and then it forms several borders. And you could have fiddled around with that and just chosen different colors. Or what I did was I picked a pink and a green, and I was thinking that the pink would work as the lights and the green would work as the darks. But then that ended up that I ended up with like a very green border and then you're going to like ease in pink. And then I tried to like soften that by adding some pink into some of those green blocks. And I'm not sure that this works. So there's a lot of faith going on doing 365 blocks when you're not quite sure that it works. So I'm probably going to start piecing it when I've finished several larger portions of this quilt just to make sure that I'm happy with how it's going. I have some faith, but not quite that big a leap of faith. And the other thing I did was I went through her website. She has a gallery of finished examples of this quilt because this is the second year it's running. And you can find that. I'm pretty sure the website is 365challenge.com.au, something like that. I'll link to it again on Facebook. But I found a quilt in there that I really, really liked. And that quilt maker had chosen sky blue to navy. And then she had orange and yellows as her second color. And... I really liked the way that that's, that she's played with the fabric. So what I did is I actually printed off her picture and then I'm slowly labelling the blocks, especially for now that I'm easing in my pinks. They're the larger blocks, so they tend to be six inches. And I feel like you can make less mistakes on a bigger block with your colour play. And I've just started labelling them so that I'll match my colours to how she's done her colours. Slower process, but I think it'll end up that I'll be happier with my quilt. As yet, I haven't really delved into the six inch pinker blocks yet I'm still just finished this dark green border and move on but it's been what has been holding me back from doing the middle 12 inch block because um, that's a massive commitment to like statement of the quilt the middle of the quilt and so I've sort of had a little bit of paralysis of indecision on my colors for that So that's that. And I just wanted to say that, like, I've been thinking a lot about quilting and my home, which I mentioned before that I liked the idea that I saw in a Better Homes and Gardens magazine about having lots of finished quilts that people can pull out when they come over and hang out by your house at night outside or whatever. And it's really cozy. And I really liked that idea. And you would probably need to have a fair few lap quilts or slightly bigger quilts finished. And, you know, if you're going to do that, you don't actually have to love every single quilt 
that you've finished because most people aren't going to sit there and really have a look at your colour play and your perspective and playing on different things in quilts like that. They just want to be kept warm, which is ultimately the point of a quilt unless it's a quilt for the wall. And so... I've been liking that idea and wanting to take my quilts to finish because I'm not sure if I've said this before, but I tend to just finish the quilt top and then fold it up and pop it on a shelf. And I have at least three queen size quilt tops finished and folded away. That's not actually a quilt. That's a quilt top and it isn't going to keep you warm and nobody sees it when it's folded up in the cupboard. And so I've been thinking about this for a while because I don't have quilting skills I hand piece everything. I don't really have a sewing machine that works and I don't know how to use a sewing machine even if I did. And I don't really like quilting enough to learn how to hand sew it to be fast enough to finish these quilts. And so that's kind of an issue here. And I've been thinking a lot in the last month, I guess, about what kind of home I want to create, what kind of environment and what I want that to look like. And I think... I want something that's quite homey and to me homey and cosy is having a lot of handmade pieces and also having a lot of things like quilts that you can grab when you're cold and use to keep you warm and they can be pretty and they can be carefully crafted and well thought out but they can also just be finished right and they can be a couple of feature fabrics that you've sewn together and quilted and that will also work really, really well. And so I've been thinking about how I'm actually going to bridge that gap between finishing a quilt top and finishing a quilt. Obviously, I could pay somebody to quilt them for me, but since I don't work a nine to five serious job at the moment, that can get a bit pricey. And so that's why I haven't gone that route. But it is something that I'm tailoring around and tinkering in my head and I need to come to some kind of conclusion of what I'm going to do. So this ties into my really wanting to finish projects rather than letting them take five to ten years because then I sort of know that I'm doing a lot of crafting but I never really actually enjoy the crafted finished product. I finish a lot of things when I'm gifting things and I tend to knit a lot of gifts. So I nowhere near have as many finished knitted pieces that I've made in my life. I couldn't even remember what I've made. I'll make something and gift it. And that's important to me because a handmade gift comes, you know, with love and with time. And so, you know, I've knitted a lot of socks, but I actually only have about three or four pairs that I can wear myself. And that's one of the things I want to correct and pick out some of my stash and knit myself some socks to enjoy before it gets warm again. So, you know, that should be something that I'm casting on right now. And I am not. But it's got me thinking about my quilts as well. So this 365-day quilt, which was such a great idea that I wanted to do, the Ginny Byer mystery quilt along that I'm doing this year, and my solstice quilt, which I have almost finished, are three quilts that I could be finishing and enjoying in the next year or two and thinking, wow, I am a crafter because here is the things that I have made rather than... I am a process crafter and I enjoy the act of crafting, but I never get that payoff at the end, which is kind of where I'm sitting right now. So expect to hear a lot more finished pieces from me, at least probably until I forget I said that. But yeah, that's kind of where my headspace is at the moment, finishing things. And so I really do need to report back in next time that I've finished more blocks for the 365 quilt. 
I hope you're having a really good chance to craft wherever you are in the world and wherever you are in your day listening to this. And I hope to record another episode really soon. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a podcast of all things craft. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, Join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Speak to you later. Champagne and Socks is now supported by Patreon. Visit us at patreon.com slash champagneandsocks. Thank you to patrons Axe of Kitchen and Kate.